Hi there, welcome. It is so good to be back. Uh, we're here for season five of this podcast, if you can believe that. I personally cannot. And I have so much to catch you up on from when we last left this story. <laughs> um, but first, I have something really exciting to tell you. So our annual online studio sale is on right now through next Saturday, January 6th. So we only run one sale per year. And if you have been around here for a while, then you know that I don't say that and then have another sale like two weeks later. That's for real. So uh, with the online studio, I sometimes cannot believe everything that we have right now. So we have over 150 Yes, you heard that right. 150 practice videos, um, everywhere from five to 60 minutes in length. And I add new videos every single month and usually by member request. So when you join, if you're like, oh, I really wish I could find a video on this. Number one, ask me because we might have it in that 150. Um, but number two, I'll be happy to make it. I really, that's really fun for me. You also get access to the stretch, which is our four-month practice cycle. So we run three of those per year with weekly support, access to our entire resource library. So in addition to all the practice videos, we also have guided meditations, topic-focused guidebooks, live calls, just a ton. <laughs> uh, you also have the ability to favorite videos, create your own individualized practice library, which is really cool. And then we have video tracks. So if you are kind of like, I don't want to choose a video today, I just want to have one recommended for me. We have various tracks like weekday yoga, when you just can't even <laughs> find your groove, all kinds of things like that. We also have a monthly private podcast just for studio members, twice monthly resource roundups, practice suggestions, all kinds of other things, support via a private Facebook group and somehow even more than that. <laughs> so we are heading into our sixth year of the online studio, hard to believe, and it just keeps getting better year after year. It really has grown into such a sweet place and definitely the best place to connect with me, ask me for feedback, get suggestions for your practice. And like I said, you can make suggestions for practices you'd like to see. Best place to connect with our community. And it was really my goal when I created this um, six years ago to have it be very affordable for everyone. So the regular price is just $20 a month or $197 a year, which is about the price of just one drop-in class per month at a local studio. But during our annual sale on right now, the price is even better. So $17 a month or $147 a year. So that annual price is where the real juice is. <laughs> it's like getting five months free over the regular monthly price. So I will link that for you in the show notes. But just a reminder, the annual sale ends January 6th, and then it will not be back until this time uh, at the end of 2018. So really 2019. All right, so let's get into what I have for you today. And what I wanted to talk with you today about is a reflection on my word of the year. So if you've been around here a while, 
you'll know that I pick a word of the year every year. I did not come up with the word of the year concept, but the idea is that you choose a word that you want to live into or explore, or at least that's how I work with (laughs) a word of the year. So I've done this the past seven years, and here are my past words. So 2011 was wholehearted, 2012 soften, 2013 spacious, 2014 expansive, 2015 remember, 2016 rooted, and 2017 this past year I chose sacred. I always go into the year and the word of the year that I've chosen in a state of curiosity. Well, I might not have done that the first year. I think I was a little more like, I will be wholehearted. (laughs) Um, But I quickly found that that's not really how it works, at least not for me. Um, So I went in with that state of curiosity, certainly in the years that followed. So what I know about the word of the year practice is that it's really not something where you can predict how it's going to unfold for you. All I can say is that in my experience, it will somehow. I usually choose the word because it feels like something that has a growth edge for me, something I want to bring more into my life, learn more about. And sometimes it ends up unfolding as I thought it would, but very often it doesn't. And there are some interesting surprises that can happen. So like I mentioned, this year, my word was sacred. And honestly, (laughs) this is funny, I've had this word come around for me as a possibility the past two or three years. And I was always like, no, thank you. (laughs) Uh, It's a word that definitely scared me a little bit. And in some ways, I think that's okay for a word of the year, but I wasn't ready for it until this year. I just wasn't sure how to relate to it outside of a religious context, and that wasn't really my intention. I had a sense that I wanted to really get more rooted in the everyday sacredness of my life. I have had a gratitude practice for so long, I can't even remember how long it's been, maybe 15 years, but honestly, it could be longer, but who wants to count back? (laughs) I don't really remember. But that has really helped me to pay attention to my life. When I first started doing that practice, I would often sort of be casting about to find things to be grateful for. And sometimes it didn't feel like there was anything. And now I feel like I notice so many more little things, but it's never hard for me to come up with my list. And I used to do three and now I do five and I've thought about expanding it more and I might. So when I chose my word of the year, I did what I always do. I wrote it in my journal every night. So I'm a pretty regular journaler. When I say every night, I mean every night I journaled, (laughs) which is like the vast majority of nights, but sometimes I'm I don't know, traveling or sick or something where I don't do it. But in, in general, I do it most of the time. And all I do with my journal is I just, I literally just like have a bullet and I write the word 
down. So I just write sacred. And there's something about the act of writing it most days of the year that just helps me to inscribe it into my being and remember it. Because I found the first couple years that I did the word of the year practice, sometimes I had a tendency to forget about it or disconnect with it. And that's all fine too. But I wanted to find a way to bring it in a little bit more. So I write it down every time I journal. I also incorporated it into what I consider my personal life motto. So this is something that came around for me in 2015 and has continued to be very potent and resonant for me, which is simple life. And to me, simple life means being focused on what is most important to me, valuing my time over achieving more and more and more and more and more, and really being present as possible for my relationships. So I kind of expanded the phrase this year into simple, sacred life. And for me, those became pretty synonymous in a lot of ways. I feel like that is the sacred for me, but I'm going to say more about that in a minute. I also brought my word into my yoga practice by reminding myself of it from time to time when I practice. So I have a video of this actually that I will share for you if you're interested in checking that out and seeing what it's like to bring your word into your practice too. So other than that, I did not do anything specific with my word. I didn't make a vision board. I didn't set goals. I just try to hold it pretty loosely because like I said, I like for it to kind of shift and shape where it wants to and surprise me and reveal things to me. And what I found this year is how ordinary the sacred is. And I have a sense that that would be the case, but I just hadn't been really been experiencing or maybe noticing is a better way to put it um, quite as regularly. So like I mentioned, that's why I brought in the gratitude practice earlier. That had helped me pay attention to some things, but not necessarily see them as sacred, something really valuable and meaningful. And now I feel like so much of my life, really all of life, when I think about it, is sacred. My practice walks in the woods, choosing to react in a new way with my family, also declaring what I need to be at my best. So I'll just give an example from the holidays. I was with my family for longer than expected because my um, sweet grandmother passed away. She had had Alzheimer's for years and passed peacefully in her sleep from a heart attack, which is both sad and a blessing. And so I had nine days with my family over her funeral and Christmas. And I have not spent that much time with my family since I graduated from college, probably when I was there for summers. So I was a little like, this is a lot of together time. (laughs) If we're all in the same house, I just feel like it's not going to go great. So I decided, my husband and I decided we would stay in a hotel. And just having that little bit of away time. So we would usually be there at night, but not until maybe 11. And then 
through to lunchtime the next day. And then we would be with um, my family the rest of the day. So for like for 12 hours, um, it just gave me the time I needed to recharge my batteries because I am a total introvert. I'm sure you're really shocked to hear that. <laughs> you didn't know already. And I get my energy from being alone. I just get very easily overstimulated with a ton of together time. So having that little bit of away time gave me what I needed to recharge and be able to just be really engaged and present and happy and only like 10% eye-rolly with my mom and, (laughs) you know, things that made the time together really enjoyable when I had been feeling like it might be a bit of a nightmare. (laughs) So that's just one example of that. And I would say that for me, if I had to describe what sacred is for me, what I've experienced this year, it's really paying attention is what it feels like. It's noticing my life, feeling the tugs of my heart and having the patience to let them show me where to go next. So that last part is really key because um, I've never been that great at the patience part <laughs> and that is putting it pretty mildly, but this year I let a whole lot simmer. So at the beginning of the year, I had been feeling like something not, something, something needed to change. It, it felt like something was going to change. There's really no other way to to describe it. I told a friend of mine I felt like uh, I was in a cocoon waiting to burst out. And it wasn't like, oh, something amazing is going to happen. And then I'm going to be this beautiful butterfly. It was more just like that uncomfortable in the cocoon feeling (laughs) more than it was anything else. And in the past, I don't know if I've even let myself articulate that feeling because whenever I felt that kind of uncertainty and discomfort, I immediately rejected it, ignored it, repressed it, or just did something. That was usually my response. Like I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncertain. Let me do all of the things to cover up this feeling. And again, that wasn't something that was particularly conscious. It's just what happened. So I would be uncertain what to do in my business, for example. And instead of being like, hmm, let me see what (laughs) unfolds, what comes forward. I would be like, oh, let me take on, you know, 23 new projects and do all this other stuff and, you know, drive myself into the ground. So my default has been action. And this year, I intentionally chose to not do that, to sit with the feelings. And it was awesome. Just kidding. I hated it. (laughs) Ah, It's so against my nature to sit with those feelings. But it also felt really important. Like, a lot has led me to this point of being able to Number one, notice what I'm feeling, feel the physical signs in my body, and then also be able to stay with it. So for most of the year, I just felt like, ugh, I don't know what's happening. I don't like it. 
but I can feel that something is and that my job is to be open, to look for the openings. I heard someone say that recently that they felt like their job was to look for the openings and that really resonated for me. It's not passively waiting for something to come to me, but rather seeing, you know, where, where am I feeling excited? Where someone asked me to do something? What do I feel like I'm interested in? So that all continued. And for the past, well, honestly, for the past more than 10 years, I've been interested in moving to the West Coast. I just love it there. And a few years ago, we thought about moving to Portland, Oregon. And I really kind of pushed on my husband to do it. But we had just moved to another house in Nashville. And he wasn't ready. Like if I was going to sum up our relationship in a moving anecdote, it would be, I am interested in moving like every two years and he's interested in moving never. So it takes us a long time to get on the same page about moving. So this year we talked about it again and it just felt like we were both ready. And my husband said, let's just do it. And then I was the one who was like, well, (laughs) of course, like that's life, isn't it? So we decided to go for a visit. And rather than trying to make a decision on day one, or even by the end of the trip, which was about a week, we decided to just go feel how we felt, look at houses, meet up with our friends, and see what felt right. So by the time we came back, we gave it about a week. And we decided we were ready to make the move. It just felt like home there and like we were ready. And as soon as we put the wheels in motion, everything was surprisingly smooth. I'm afraid to even say that out loud because I'm like, knock on wood. (laughs) I don't want to jinx it, Um, even though we're already moved there. But whatever, sometimes I get weird about that. (laughs) Um, And I just had this overwhelming sense that If we had moved a couple years ago when I was really pushing it, but it wasn't right, that it wouldn't have gone very well. And who knows what that means? It could have just been like bickering between my husband and I. It could have been worse than that. Um, You know, there's no way to know what these other lives we might have led would have been like. But all I know is that this time, a number of people have said to me like, wow, you must be feeling really overwhelmed or stressed, making such a big move across the country from Nashville to Portland. And I've just felt like, not really. (laughs) You know, it's not like we didn't have a lot of things to do or that, you know, there weren't things that went wrong or were difficult, but it more just felt like it was really in alignment. So I feel like sacred has taught me that because it's taught me to stay on my own side And to really start to notice when things are in alignment, what that means, what that feels like in my body, what my reactions and defensive um, maneuverings are to those kinds of things. So I have a few more things that are simmering too. And as much as I want them to resolve, I know that at the end of this year, that that's not my job. It's not my job to force, but to pay attention and again, to look for those openings. 
So I'm really interested in this question of how do we know what we know in terms of what's right for us, what we deserve, what we're worthy of, what we can call into our lives, what makes sense for us, what doesn't. So I want to keep talking about that this season on the podcast and please do contact me if you have questions or anything you want me to explore. I would love to hear about that and have this be a conversation. I am going to talk about my 2018 word of the year next week. So if you want to find your own word of the year, I'm going to link you to some of the resources that I like for that, that might be helpful for you. And I will also link you to the studio sale I mentioned at the top of the podcast so that you can hop on that. So just a reminder that goes through Saturday, January 6th. Okay, let's close with one breath together. We'll inhale and exhale. The light in me honors the light in you. Namaste.